0: Hey friend, welcome back to the Strong Her Way to Eat, Move, and Live. Here we talk all things food freedom, fitness, and life transformation, helping you heal your relationship to food, exercise, your body, and yourself. It's great to be back here with you again today. I hope that you are having a fantastic week so far. Uh, This week, we finally have both of our kids back in school. Uh, It was a little bit of a staggered start there So far, we seem to be slipping back into routine pretty well, which is nice. I know for some of you guys, if you're in the States, you've probably had your kids back for a few weeks already. In Oregon, we tend to always start a little bit closer to Labor Day, which unfortunately kind of keeps us in school till about the middle of June. Anyway, uh, this week we are talking about the fixed and the growth mindset. Now, the fixed and the growth mindset is really kind of woven throughout all of the topics that we're talking about here on the podcast. It's definitely woven in the the one-to-one and the group coaching that I do with my clients, but I've never done an episode that really just outright kind of talks about the differences of the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset, uh, why we wanna cultivate more of a growth mindset, how the fixed mindset tends to kind of keep us stuck, maybe repeating the same types of cycles. So here we go. A few years ago, I read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. And essentially this book is all about fixed mindset and the growth mindset. And a lot of her work, at least from what I remember from the book, and then in kind of preparing for this episode, watching a couple of Ted talks that she did about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset, she really kind of looked at the differences between the two mindsets and how they showed up in students. And what they found or what she's found in her research is that students that tend to have more of kind of the fixed mindset oftentimes do not push themselves as much. Uh, Maybe they don't challenge themselves, whereas the students that can develop more of a growth mindset or a growth minded approach to studying tend to actually excel when it comes to their academics. They're willing to put themselves out there for you know, maybe bigger challenges, bigger opportunities, not really knowing how they're going to fare. And the interesting thing about this is that people with a fixed mindset tend to be by nature, maybe a little bit harder on themselves, a little bit more critical, almost demanding perfection, right? They look at failure as kind of a final situation or a final scenario a lot of times potentially their maybe their self-value, their worth is really tied up in their ability to achieve. So when you think about it from that perspective, having this fixed mindset really is just kind of there to kind of keep you protected because you're looking at you know, your identity, your value, and your worth coming through your accomplishments, coming through the goals that you reach, coming through the results that you obtain. Whereas one of the biggest differences at least in my mind, of somebody that's operating from more of a growth-minded perspective, they are looking at failures as part of the process of skill building, or it's part of the journey to get from where they are now to the goals and to the destinations and the achievements and the results that they want to create. So that's a, you know that's kind of the fixed mindset, the growth mindset in a nutshell. Again, like I said, if you want to read the book, it's called Mindset by Carol Dweck. She drives, <laughs> she dwives. She drives uh home a little bit deeper of each of the mechanisms of those of those mindsets, how it applies maybe in athletics, in business, and things like that. How I typically see it showing up in my clients is really kind of around all or nothing thinking. Right, it's like either we're all on plan, we're doing it all perfectly, or we're not doing it at all. Right, it's very concrete, very black or white. Um, a lot of emphasis being put on our ability to achieve and to reach the goals, uh, putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. Right, and I think this is especially true when I am working with women, and I've added some men into my practice as well. So I'm going to say men and women. Is that there really is a lot of per- pressure to perform and to do things perfectly and i do think in a sense this has you know been reinforced i wouldn't say that you know d- the diet industry or the diet mentality is the root cause but it has certainly been reinforced through a lot of dieting right it's thinking that we have to do everything perfectly, we have to follow the plan 100% to the T, we put so much pressure on ourselves to do that, that eventually we just kind of wear ourselves out or we get exhausted and we end up kind of rebounding on the other end. So, you know, one of my favorite things that I heard Carol Dweck say in one of her talks recently is when you're coming at something from a growth mindset or a growth perspective, it's just using the words yet or not yet, right? It's like, I haven't figured out yet how to, you know, lose the last 10 or 15 pounds. I haven't figured out yet how to run a marathon or, or whatever your particular goal is that you're working on. And what I found, like I've been kind of playing around with that a little bit in my own life is... Just adding the word yet kind of opens up so many avenues, so many doors, it sort of takes the pressure off having to know how to do it right now in this moment. And if I don't know how to do it, or if I'm messing up or I'm failing, or I'm kind of missing the mark and I'm not reaching the goals, to sort of take the pressure off, that means that I'm never gonna figure it out. I'm never gonna be able to do it. So even just kind of playing around with those words and adding those two words into your vocabulary can be huge. Now, one of the things to really consider when it comes to the way that you are approaching your goals, whether that's your health and your fitness goals, if you have financial goals or goals in a business or, um, you know, relationship goals, or even if you're a parent, if you're a mom, like, how are you kind of speaking to your kids is to think about like how to really start to embrace failure as part of the process to expect it, to anticipate it, to really kind of welcome it in, right? And recently I was on a call with a client and she's a a scientist of some sort or a biologist, I can't remember exactly, but we were kind of talking about some of the goals that she's working on and really just approaching it from this kind of neutral scientific experiment place. If we're looking at doing a scientific experiment, it's pretty neutral, right? Like we don't look at, okay, this was the experiment that we ran. This was the data or the results that we got. And we don't immediately kind of attach, you know, oh my gosh, we failed or this didn't work. Holy cow, I suck. I'm never gonna get this figured out. It's just really looking at it like, okay, here is what we did. Here's the steps that we took. Here's the result or the outcome that we got did we or did we not get the results that we want? Let's go back to the drawing board, kind of make a hypothesis, figure out why we don't think we got the results that we wanted and then what specific thing are we wanting to tweak or shift? Versus a lot of times when we are approaching our own goals, we don't look at it from that neutral perspective you know again it kind of comes back to like what are you making the goal or your ability or inability to reach the goal mean about you as a person about your ability or your capabilities in you know achieving the goals that you have for yourself so yourself or creating those results And so when we kind of framed it in that scientific experiment, it was really easy for her to kind of step back and look a little bit more objectively at some of the goals or some of the smaller, you know, little bite-sized pieces of her goals that we've been working on together. So I would say, I mean, I can't obviously 100% characterize every single person, but... I, I feel like there's probably some common characteristics or tendencies when we are looking at people that tend to really be sort of in that fixed mindset. You might be kind of a type A personality, maybe you notice some perfectionism, um, you know, maybe you're kind of a one on the Enneagram where you have those tendencies, or like myself, I'm a three, which is known as being the achiever. I also know that when I kind of look at the way that I grew up, there wasn't a lot of control. There wasn't a lot of stability or security. And so I think one of the ways that I kind of rebounded from that was by trying to over create control or over, you know, over control, over create security for myself. And so the way that I did that was really by, you know, kind of honing in on what can I control and trying to control everything. And, you know, really just because I was attaching so much meaning about myself in specific goals that I reached, especially pertaining to, I would say, my body and what my body looked like, uh, but also even in finances and money and how much money I'm making in my business, I really had for a long time, those were tightly woven into my identity, into my worth, and into my value. So I just wanted to kind of share this and really just kind of highlight, you know, those big kind of glaring differences between the fixed mindset, the growth mindset, and hopefully give you some perspective on why we want to kind of lean a little bit more towards that growth mindset. Ultimately, being more growth minded as you're working on your goals, whatever they are in whatever area, is going to allow you to be more understanding, more curious, more compassionate, um, maybe less hard on yourself. You're going to be able to rebound and really cultivate kind of resiliency and resourcefulness to keep going and working on your goals until you reach them. Whereas operating from the fixed mindset where we're totally freaked out of failure or you know we have our identity and our self-worth and our value so wrapped up into our goals, we're likely going to fail ahead of time because we're just not going to maybe try as many things or we're not going to really put ourselves out there uh, because we know that we're going to beat ourselves up. We're going to be really hard on ourselves. Uh, it, and we're kind of afraid really of like what's at stake there when so much of who we are and what we make those goals mean about ourselves is wrapped up in the goals that we're pursuing. So hopefully this helps. Like I said, if you wanna check out the book Mindset, it's Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. She also has a ton of TED Talk videos that you can find on YouTube as well. Um, but really just kind of challenge yourself, You know, first become aware of like, how are you currently approaching your goals? What about the way that you're approaching them is working? What's maybe not working? And how can you infuse or inject a little bit more of this growth minded perspective as you go on to reach your goals and and to continue to work on them? I promise you, the the more that I lean into the growth mindset, the more fun I have reaching my goals. I'm enjoying the process more. I'm not necessarily concerned or worried about whether or not I'm going to reach the end goal or the result. And, you know, it just puts me at so much more ease and relaxation. And what I notice with my clients, the more that we coach on on the growth mindset and really cultivating that and working on, you know, maybe where we're approaching it from that fixed-minded perspective, that really kind of frees them up as well to problem solve, to get creative, to to be curious, to be compassionate, to be understanding with themselves. So again, I just wanna invite you to kind of explore and start to gather some awareness of how do you tend to operate? Is it more from that fixed mindset? Is it more growth minded? And what would that look like for you to start to bring a little bit more growth mindset to the goals that you were working on. I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that it blessed you today and this week. If it did, there are a couple of ways that you can kind of pay it forward or show us some love in return. You can one, share this episode with somebody who needs to hear this message. Two, you can also leave us a review. That really does help put the show in front of more people, uh, gets our content out there, which is great. And three, if you are listening to this or if you've been listening and kind of following along for a while and you recognize the value of having a coach in your corner and just how much that is going to help propel you towards your goals, it's gonna actually shorten the duration that it takes for you to get from where you are today to where you wanna be and you wanna take the next step in learning more about what it looks like to work with me one-on-one. There are a couple of ways you can do that. You can either message me on Instagram at alicia carlson underscore. You can shoot me an email, alicia at aliciacarlson.com or you can head to aliciacarlson.com. I think it's a forward slash um, contact and fill out that contact form to request a consult. I hope that you have a great day, an amazing rest of your week ahead of you. And until next time, bye.